Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cedar and Cypress Podcast. I'm Liv. And I am Allison. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. There are no Thanksgiving songs, so I'm so sorry I can't sing you. Like, we wish you a happy Merry Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I guess I could sing that, actually. A Merry Thanksgiving. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. It doesn't work. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I tried, guys. But anyways, happy Thanksgiving. We are very excited. I don't think this is coming out on Thanksgiving or anything. But at no. the same time, we're around that time of year. Yes. And if it is after Thanksgiving, then that means it's Christmas. So we're all happy. We're all in the merry, holly jolly spirit either way. And I'm very excited for this holiday season. So with that said, we definitely wanted to talk about the holidays that are here, that are upon us, which is always so crazy because I can't believe the year is coming to an end. (laughs) It's like actually insane. Um, But basically, we just wanted to kind of go over some fun Thanksgiving things, some fun Thanksgiving stories. Um, So that's not what we're talking about in this episode, but that is what we're going to talk about for a couple minutes. So Allison, do you have like a a memorable Thanksgiving that you can share with us? Yes. I... I love Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas is definitely my favorite holiday, but I just love the whole holiday season. So mm-hmm. I do love Thanksgiving. I think one of the Thanksgivings that is most recently in my memory was in 2015 because that was after that was the Thanksgiving following my sister having her first baby. And so that Aww. was the first grandchild on like my side of the family, uh, not my husband. So mine. And that was like before I even knew him. That was back when I was in high school. And I just remember being really fun because he was newborn and it was because he was born in October. And so he was like a month old and it was really fun. And I know nobody listening to the podcast can hear and we don't, you know, post the video, but I'm just showing Liv a picture of him holding my hand, like holding one of my fingers. His whole hand is holding one of my fingers. Oh, my gosh. And he's so so cute. And it's crazy because he's so big now. But I just remember that being really fun. It was like there was just so much to be thankful for that particular year. We had, you know, the first grandchild. And yeah, it was it was a really fun Thanksgiving. That is so cute. Okay, yeah, I just want to clarify, by the way, I just said it's so cute a moment ago. <laughs> I meant the picture she was showing me, not the baby, okay? You're not just He's so baby. cute. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the picture was adorable. It's literally like he was just sitting in this little like rocking kind of chair type thing that we have all seen from the 90s of babies, basically. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom has a picture of me in one of those things. Just like, you know, has a pacifier holding Allison's hand. Super cute um that's adorable I love that I I think on my end of things there is a Thanksgiving that I remember where like we did like the typical things that we do on Thanksgiving which it is my favorite holiday and I think part of the reason for that is just that for some reason my family has a lot more traditions that have to do with Thanksgiving than Christmas so I think that's always made it more fun for me just like the fact that there are always things to look forward to that we do every year Um, So we did like the usual things. I think I've mentioned before, like me and my dad always run like some type of race in the morning, 5k, 10k, what have you. Um, And then, and I think I ran it with my friend that year, my best friend from high school. And 
Then like we did the usual stuff. We watched the parade, the Macy's day parade. We had cinnamon rolls for breakfast and stuff. Um, and then we did like our dinner all together as a family, but then for dessert, um, we had just like a bunch of people come over to our house, like a bunch of people from our church and just like family friends. And I just remember that being so fun because it was like, not just our family. Like it didn't feel quite as just like isolated to that specific group of people. We like, we kind of opened it up to a bunch of other people and it just felt like one big holiday party. Um, and it was really fun. So we all hung out. And then I remember like me and some of my friends went, um, Black Friday shopping after that. Like we left and we went shopping until like two in the morning, which I would never ever do again at all because it's honestly not fun. And those deals last way longer than just Black Friday, just so you know, life hack. But it was really fun that night. And it was just kind of a crazy night. And it was just spent with a ton of people that I love. And it was just a great day. So that was very memorable. Yes. Awesome. Also add on to that. All the deals are online too. You don't have to go wait yeah. in lines in the middle of the night. Oh I've my goodness. Only been Black Friday shopping one year and it was in high school. It was with my sister in law and my brother. And like it was fun. Would I do it again? No, because Yeah, no. Why? You're just oh spending goodness. money. <laughs> well, yeah. The thing is, I remember too, because if you don't know, I grew up in South Florida. So we were like by Miami. And so we were like like Miami malls are absolute insanity on the regular. Like you go on a Monday at 3 p.m., it's going to be insanity. So like if you go on (laughs) Friday, it's literally like the movie scenes where like girls are fighting over things and like the line is like wrapped around the store, like outside. And it's like, it's insane. And after I worked in retail, I realized these deals are here all week. (laughs) So like those people that either stay up super late or wake up super early to come here and get the deals firsthand, they could come tomorrow when barely anyone is here because everyone came on Black Friday and get the same thing. So it's all kind of, kind of unfair to be totally honest, but it was fun just because I did it with like all of my friends, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, wouldn't do it again if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I mean, also super ironic, like be extremely grateful but then oh, the same night you're supposed to go out and spend a bunch of money because you're I afraid know. of like, cause you want the deal and you're afraid of everyone else buying it. Like way exactly. to be grateful. I'm so thankful for everything I have, but I need more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But oh. speaking of being grateful, we, this is an amazing segue. Um, we are <laughs> talking about gratefulness today. So we're talking about gratitude. Um, and we, we kind of wanted to go like a bit more into it. Like we didn't want to just talk about like, just be grateful, be thankful for the things that you have. Cause that is true. But like, we know this. Um, so we kind of just wanted to go into it a little bit more. Um, cause honestly gratitude practices are often shallow and service level. Like people will say, keep a gratitude journal or just like be thankful. Um, like for instance, with the gratitude journal, like you're meant to write down a list of your circumstantially good things. And I've even seen people do it like daily, like they'll write down the things that they're thankful for daily. But honestly, it tends to be like the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. Today I'm thankful for my husband and for my dog and for my house. And then like the next day they're like, Today I'm thankful <laughs> for my dog and my house and my husband. And you're like, you changed the you order though. Exactly. You put the dog first. I did because sometimes, you know, it changes. But like, 
<laughs> Sometimes I'm thankful for one first. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I saw my dog first that morning. So, um, you know, it's just like, it just tends to kind of be this like surface level thing where you just think about the things that you have. Um, and honestly, the problem with this gratitude approach is that circumstances outside your control define it. Um, which means that they are fleeting, they are up and down, they are they ebb and flow. They're not always like linear and they're not always like the same things. You know, it just like it depends on how good you feel with each passing moment. Um, and when you're unhappy with your circumstances or going through a spiritual valley, feeling thankful for things seems to take way more energy than normal. Um, so basically we just kind of wanted to dive into this and talk about how can we keep up thankfulness and gratitude and joy amid hard times, you know, not when we're just happy, but like when we're not having a good time or when we're in a really, really hard season of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that it really begins with drawing the line between the world's gratitude and the Christ followers gratitude, because what we are grateful for as Christians is not like a thing that we can tangibly hold or see, but the world's gratitude is a lot based on like what do you have or what can you see around you? And I'm not knocking those things because those are great ways to ground yourself when you're going through something hard. It's like look up and around you and just you know, be grateful for the things that God has given you in this physical material life. And it's great if you keep a gratitude journal and if that is your form of worship to God. So don't hear us saying it's not okay to keep one. But a lot of times the advice we're giving is very surface level. It's just like write down all those things that you are grateful for and there's nothing deeper to it. And we as Christians have to draw that line in the sand where we say, okay, this is what the world's gratefulness looks like. And this is what our gratitude looks like. And they should be looking completely different. There should be a different purpose for them, different reason for them and different things even that we are grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to first, I think this is the most important principle. Who or what are you grateful to? Because whether it's an entity or a person, if it's some idol, or is it, if even it's yourself, if you're grateful to yourself for whatever you feel like you've accomplished, the problem with that is that it's also fleeting, like you mentioned. So 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 is about the coming of the Lord and how Jesus is going to return. And in this passage, Paul talks about the fact that we don't grieve as those who do not have hope. So verse 13 says, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others who do not have no hope. And Paul goes on to explain how Jesus is coming again and those who have fallen asleep are going to come back and will all be glorified with Jesus in heaven. And so we as Christians know that there's a better hope and a real future to look forward to. And that even when we have times of grieving or really, really difficult periods in our life, that we still have something very tangible and true to look forward to, unlike the world who, when the circumstances are not ideal, there's nothing greater to look forward to than what you're experiencing in the current moment. And so we know that there's this person, Jesus, that we are grateful to. We know we owe it all to him. But in the world, what you have to look around for are other people. You have other people that you can look to to try to give that example for you. Like, for example, a lot of people will put their hope and their identity sometimes into politicians or to celebrities or some kind of figures. But Jesus is no politician or celebrity. In fact, he wasn't popular at all. 
I mean, not to the religious authorities of his time. There were a lot of people who came to him and wanted to be healed. But ultimately, he's way more than just a figure or a teacher. So what we see in John 1.14, it says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So there is nobody else in the world that we could think of that is worthy or is rightfully deserving of our praise, our worship, and our complete and utter devotion and commitment. So we should be falling to him to the ends of the earth. We should be grateful for him for what he's done for us. In the context of thankfulness, this means that he gets all our praise and gratitude. And it doesn't mean that we can't be grateful for figures that are here on earth or entities or things that have benefited us, but we don't find our hope in that. We don't find our eternal worth in that. Jesus is not just somebody who supplied with a roof over our heads or the food on our table. He did provide that, but he's actually so much more than that. He is God. He's the crusher of the curse. He's the defeater of death. He's the savior from our sins, and he's the overcomer of all those things, of our sin and our brokenness. And if not that, what else is there really to be grateful for? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just a good reminder of like the fact that there's so much more than just what's in front of us or what's around us. Like, you know, like we, we don't have to just have gratitude for the things that we've been given, um, or for the, the things that are happening to us in this, in this very moment. Like there are things that are so much more deeper and so much more important than those things, um, that we can ultimately have gratitude for. And that type of gratitude for something so significant should stem into like all, all seasons of our lives. Like even if they're, if they're not easy or even if they're frankly, even if they just suck, you know, (laughs) it's like, that's a type of gratitude that, um, we can have because it's not dependent on our circumstances. It's not dependent on the things that are happening to us or the things that we have. Um, and I think like going off of that, um, it kind of begs the question when and why are you grateful? Um, you know, is it just in easy times or do you give thanks circumstantially? Like, do you give thanks based on your circumstances and based on the things that are happening? Um, and again, like, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to be grateful for the things that you have been blessed with. Um, you know, but I think the thing is, is that can be fleeting or based on how you feel at the moment, whereas true gratitude isn't based on those things. Um, James one, two through four says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. So this is really talking about true contentment, um, and true joy that you can have no matter what is going on, you know, having joy, he doesn't even say like have joy if you meet trials of various kinds. He says have joy when you meet trials of various kinds. He's not even saying like, yeah, have joy when you're going through really great stuff, but like remember to still have joy in the trials. He's talking about trials specifically is when they should have joy. <laughs> so like that definitely says something to us about um, just the depth of that joy and the all surpassing nature of the joy that God gives us. Mm-hmm. Um, first Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 also says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Um, 
So in this, like from this verse, we learn gratitude is not a feeling, but it's more of a choice. Um, and that's a lot like, you know, love, for example, that's like a good example of this. Um, loving other people a lot of times is a choice. Like, yeah, sometimes we have those, we have like a feeling of love towards people, but that feeling can often be fleeting. Like that's not always present. Sometimes it's it's a choice to truly love someone based on like your actions or to change your mindset or your attitude or your heart posture towards something to love them in that time and in that moment. Um, and that's, you know, a lot like gratitude. It's like, sometimes you have to change your mindset. You have to change your attitude. You have to change how you're thinking about a situation and give yourself a broader perspective to truly be grateful in that time, no matter what's going on around you. Um, I also want to say like this verse shows us how to be grateful in all seasons, it says rejoice always. So basically that means continue to rejoice, you know, like even in the times where like all you want to do is complain. Those are the times when you rejoice, when you say thank you, when you praise God for who he is. Um, It says pray without ceasing, you know, cast your cares upon him um, because he cares for you. Like, Pray to him, talk to him, glorify him in your prayers as well. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So like, it doesn't just tell you, um, you know, what we should be doing, but it tells you how to have gratitude in all seasons. Um, and then like the last thing I just wanted to point out about this specifically is just that basically what we were talking about earlier, you know, why are we grateful as believers? I mean, simply because of the message of the gospel, we've been given so much grace. We've been given so much, you know, love and we've been given forgiveness and we've been given mercy. And those are things that surpass any earthly struggle, you know, just salvation alone as a reason to have gratitude. And that's why like the gospel is so much more than just a story or like something that we're like, oh, I've heard this before. It's like something that we have to be reminded of every single day because we have to know this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why that I can have gratitude and joy um, in these in these times, even when life gets difficult, even when it gets hard. I wanted to add something to what you said about James. I'm really glad that you mentioned that passage because it is like you said, James didn't say if you meet trials, when you meet trials are going to come. In mm-hmm. fact, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. So it's no secret that God isn't hiding that from us. He's saying, oh, right. no, there's going to be times like you you need to be ready for them. And what's interesting to me is that the way I've always understood this passage is James saying we should be grateful for the hard times themselves because of the effect that they have in our lives and in our hearts. Right. But coming back to that idea of drawing the line between what the world says about gratitude and what Christ, the Christ follower, how they approach gratitude is that James says, be grateful for your hard times. And the world says, avoid them at all costs, like do whatever you can to avoid painful circumstances. And so there's kind of two camps that you can be in. You can either be the person that bad things happen to you a lot. And so you get frustrated about the world and you're angry and you're bitter and you're resentful, sometimes at God, sometimes at others. So that road clearly doesn't work. And then the other option is you are someone who has put yourself into painful situations or in bad circumstances, and it might actually be your fault. Um, And so then all that burden has fallen on you and you're feeling inadequate. Your self-worth is 
messed up and you're feeling broken and honestly might also still take you to a resentful place. So either way, when you take the world's approach, you end up in a broken place. So what James is really saying instead is like, I want you to be grateful for that. I want you to count it as joy, joy, not being a feeling. You might not be happy about what you're going through because you might be listening to James and thinking like, are you serious, James? Like you want me to be grateful for this really crappy circumstance in my life. You're really telling me that this thing I had no control over that's happening to me or people that I love, like you're really telling me I'm supposed to be grateful for that and I'm supposed to count it as joy. And he's like, yes, you are supposed to count that as joy because what God does in you is infinitely more important than the pain that you're going through right now. And it comes back all the way to what we said at the beginning. Like we look towards our internal hope. We look towards eternal transformation, glorification with Jesus. Whereas the world says, like, do whatever you can to avoid that. And if you found yourself in it, like the best thing you can do is distance yourself from it. So they like say cut off difficult people or they say like get a new job or they say move or they, they give you all these circumstantial solutions to what is an eternal and internal problem that God's trying to work out in you. And so I think we may have mentioned this even in our last episode, like God might not change your circumstances, but he wants you to be grateful for what he's doing in you internally and eternally in your heart, which is what James is trying to say to us. It can be also kind of hard to be grateful for relationships in our lives if they're difficult. And this is something I've experienced a lot that in I feel thankful for someone when I feel like our relationship is going well, but when challenges come or when they irritate me or if I've wronged them or there's some kind of turmoil in the relationship caused by one of us or both of us, I don't feel grateful for that person in that moment. And like anyone who's married, they feel that too. Like some Mm -hmm. moments you feel love and gratitude towards your spouse and some moments you really don't feel it. In fact, you might be like, oh, this person's like irking me so much, (laughs) but One thing that God's taught me a lot about gratitude is asking God to help you see that person the way that he sees them, like as somebody Mm -hmm. that he created and values and has eternal significance. And that will completely disrupt your pattern of thinking and 180 the way that you're approaching that relationship. It doesn't mean that that relationship will suddenly become easy. And that would be a lie to believe that. Like, just because I believe in God, everything's going to be easy and dandy. But instead, like, again, coming back to that passage in James, he'll completely transform you from the inside out. You're going to become perseverant. You're going to earn perseverance. You're going to become steadfast. And James says you're going to be perfect and complete in Jesus. You will lack nothing. So that's what I wanted to add that, like, gratitude is not just a feeling. It's a choice. And it does so much more internally than it will do to your circumstance. Maybe it's great if God changes your circumstance, but a lot of times it's that work he wants to do in you that is way more valuable and has a greater reach than just changing your circumstances. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think we can be encouraged too that God is working those things for our good. Um, you know, so like for our good and for his glory, um, and we can always have hope in that. We can also have hope in the fact that like this world is not all that there is. So no matter what we do face on this earth and no matter the hardship that we might have here, um, it's nothing compared to, you know, the eternal glory to come. Like that's what, um, Paul says in Romans eight eighteen. he says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Um, so I think just to know that, to be encouraged by that, um, and in that to, to have gratitude and to count it all joy. Um, so we also just kind of wanted to 
reflect a little bit as this year is coming to a close. Um, And just to share a little bit on our hearts, like just things that God has taught us about gratitude specifically, Um, you know, just kind of as we move forward and this might hopefully inspire you to look at your own life and see like what God might have been teaching you on this topic or, um, or just to encourage you just to see if like, you know, there's something that we say that resonates with you. Um, we just kind of wanted to share some of our own experiences. Yeah. We wanted to just kind of reflect over this year so far. I mean, the year's not over. It's only November, but a big, you know, most of the year has been completed at this point. So as we were preparing this episode, we were just kind of thinking back on, what we've been through this year and what God has taught us and what we're grateful for learning. And for me, it was something that I was not super closely acquainted with. And God taught me a lot about grief and loss and how to handle brokenness at a really fundamental level in my life. So I have had a few people that I've known pass away, but it hasn't ever been to where it's very closely touched me in a way that I've had to deal with right in front of my face. So only one of my grandparents has passed away and that was in college. And I actually wasn't able to attend my grandpa's funeral just because of travel expenses. And I didn't see the hardest part of the grieving because I didn't go home until Christmas break, I think, or Thanksgiving break. So a lot of the really heavy emotions had been let out at that point. And so I hadn't been super closely acquainted with grief myself until this year when both sides of our family experienced loss and death. And I I just got confronted me with the fact that I didn't really know what I was doing when it came to handling that. And he actually just taught me that it's him, his to handle and that there's so, there's so much brokenness that we're going to experience in this life. But at the same time, there is so much renewal and growth that comes after. And Mm -hmm. In that, he convicted me a lot of my in a lot of my complacency and judgment in areas of my life, and has started to weed those out. And I think he, I honestly feel like he's only just getting started because I think that the more I learn about these issues in my life, the more I see it, and more I find it, and the more it shows up. And so he's pulling and shaving off those parts and pruning those, and it's painful and it's hard. But he just reminded me over this year how large he needs to loom in my life and nothing else. Uh, The year began with a lot of pain and loss in the winter months, like February, March. And then spring and summer really transitioned to a period of really, really hard work. So I was in the heaviest part of my MBA. We had a lot going on. Just me and my husband had a lot going on during the summer. And so summer was kind of painted with a lot of burnout and just hard work. Mm -hmm. It was good hard work that I'm grateful that I did. But at the same time, it was a really tough time. And then this fall has honestly been a huge spiritual harvest from all of that hard work. And I didn't realize what kind of seeds I was planting or that God was planting in my life until this fall. And God has just been helping me see, like reap all the amazing benefits of the things that he sowed in me and the the things that he's been watering in me, the spiritual lessons he's been teaching me. And in that way, something I realized was that this year of mine has looked actually a lot like the actual seasons, like winter was pain and loss, spring turned into some renewal and growth, summer was the hard work, and fall is honestly the harvest, so it's just like the seasons, and I'm grateful for that. So that's really what he's taught me over the course of the year, like how to prioritize him when I'm confronted with things that I just can't wrap my mind around and things that 
make me doubt or when I'm in a hard time or I see other people going through things that I just can't control and have no way of changing, just reminding me like, I'm God, you're not. I have this all covered and you don't need to have all the answers because I've got you and I have everyone in your life and I love them infinitely more than you could love any of them. So I've just been really grateful for for that lesson over the course of this year. And I know he'll still have more to do in these next month and a half. So mm-hmm. yeah, always for sure. But I love that. I love that it's like the actual season. It's like, it's kind of just another reminder that God shows us who he is um, through his creation and just the natural order of the way that he's made things. Um, it's kind of a beautiful comparison to that. So yeah, it I is. Love that. Yeah. I think for me, um, throughout this past year, God has taught me to be grateful in the midst of being discontent. Um, I think I tend towards discontentment, um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I think I wish I was an optimist, but I think I tend to be a pessimist. Um, at, at the best, I tend to be a realist. Um, and so I think sometimes because of that, I can find the things that are are negative in my current circumstances rather than focusing on on the good things um, and on the positive things. And I can get really in my head about that. Um, and so, you know, obviously like he's blessed me with so many beautiful, amazing things, um, like family and friends who love me and a roof over my head and a job to provide financially for my family. And Um, yet there have been times when discontentment and when honestly covetousness have just abounded in my heart and when I've just let that completely take over me and just been jealous of other people. And I've been, um, comparing my life to theirs. Um, I've been, you know, just discontent in the things that I've been given and circumstances that I'm currently in. Um, and I think God has taught me the importance of, like combating that mindset with gratitude Um, because it's something that I've learned over and over again. (laughs) Um, I've I've definitely had other seasons in my life when I I realized the importance of gratitude, that it's not just something surface level where someone just kind of tells you to be thankful. It's like this deep um, thing that's honestly rooted in, in Christ, you know, just being great, like, grateful for the things that, um, he has given us and who he is and, you know, what have you. But, um, yeah, I think it's just been easy for me to fall into the mindset of being discontent or honestly just fall into a mindset of pride as well. Like if someone else is kind of like bringing me down in a time of life where like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm finally doing good, then it's my tendency to be like, Ugh, like, why can't they just like be happy? And like, why can't, why are they doing this to me? Like, why can't we just like be okay together? And like, I don't want to have to try and hold them up. Like I was finally doing fine. And it's like, I think all of those things tend to get me into this headspace of just being discontent and being, you know, upset at my current circumstances. Um, and again, I think just through that, it's been a really big reality check of just God consistently reminding me, like, do you remember like the things that I've done for you? Do you remember who I am? Do you remember the things that I have promised you? Do you remember, you know, um, how much I've blessed you in your life? And like, do you like just putting everything in perspective, basically, um, just based on 
more of a, a heavenly mindset, more of an eternal mindset, rather than just looking at the things of this, this life and just focusing on those things. So, you know, in depth. And so I genuinely think God has taught me that gratitude is, um, I feel like this, this term is overused, but truly I feel like gratitude is kind of like my warfare in, um, you know, in, in combating those, those thoughts and those negative mindsets and patterns and things like that in my life, just to really truly focus on him, to recenter myself, to get some perspective and to remember who my God is. Um, and just remember like why I'm here and the fact that I've been given so much to be thankful for. And, um, you know, if nothing else, I have Jesus and that's everything you know, that's, that's enough to be grateful for that nothing else should matter. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of what, what God has been teaching me in this season. Where you, what you're saying about spiritual warfare, I think was great because, I mean, I don't think we can even overuse that because Paul tells us like we're in a spiritual battle and mm-hmm. gratefulness is like a sword that can pierce through those lies. Like if that lie is a monster, you can destroy it with gratefulness. If that lie that, like you deserve something better or that right. God is holding out on you or he's dropped the ball on your life, then your gratefulness is truly a weapon against that. So I really like that image. And it reminded me a lot of what you, when you were saying God reminding who he is, it reminded me a lot of when Moses was saying he can't go and help God free his people from slavery. And then God just replied, you know, who made man's mouth? who makes mm-hmm. him mute or deaf or seeing or blind is it not i and then also it reminded me of that passage in job the yeah, 38th chapter when the whole chapter has been job questioning and then his friends questioning god and then god just comes in full force he's like who made the world who created everything like who laid the foundations of the world tell me if you know mm-hmm. like if you understand then why don't you tell me what is right and good Oh, like if you're going to question me, then tell me everything else I need to know. And that passage has spoken to me over so many difficult times because it's it's kind of a bit of a non-answer. Like God might not always answer your why, but he's going to say who he's going to answer who and it's him. He's Mm -hmm. the one who made all those things and controls all those things. And he's completely and 100% sovereign over your circumstances. So when you're dealing with really difficult things like death or with like this deep sense of dissatisfaction or discontentment. It's just like a reminder that God is God and we are not. And we, and that's so awesome that mm-hmm. he's the God who is on our side. That's the person who is with us in everything and wants us to benefit from our difficult circumstances. So I really love that picture that you painted of spiritual warfare because it just reminds me that God is ultimately the one who wins in the end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think like one of the biggest things that we just need to remember, which is of course easier said than done, but just something we have to remind ourselves of every day is that, um, God is God, you know, God is good and God is good at being God. Um, Ooh, I've I like heard that. that. Yeah. I heard that from somebody. I do not remember. I think it was in a book somewhere. I think it was from Liza Turkhurst, if I'm right. I can't remember. Anyway, but it was in a book somewhere. And that really hit me because it was just kind of like, you know, God is like when you break it down, it's like God is transcendent. He's above all. Mm-hmm. He is God. He is sovereign. Um, but he's also good. You know, he's a good God. He's not 
going to do anything that is against his nature and his nature is good. He is goodness. Um, and then at the same time, like we can trust him because he's good at being God. You know, <laughs> it's like, we don't have to worry. He's trustworthy. He's faithful and he's good at, you know, at doing what he's, you know, does as God, like yeah. <laughs> he's a good God and he's good at that. So it's kind of a simple way to think about it, but it definitely, I think helps put things in perspective. Um, when we're, we're just questioning and maybe doubting a little bit. Amen. And amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode for Thanksgiving about gratitude. Hopefully it will encourage you and edify you and maybe just spur you towards real and true gratitude and help you kind of combat what the world's gratitude is in your life. And we really hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. That is what we have time for today, but we will see you next time.